Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. If you're planning a meeting, conference, or special event in Missoula, consider the Wingate by Wyndham. Our event space is comfortable and flexible. Whether you need an intimate boardroom meeting or a conference war 100, Missoula's Wingate is the perfect fit. Our audio-visual equipment, upgraded internet, and flexible food and beverage policies allow you to put on an impressive show without breaking the bank. Call us at Missoula's Wingate, where we make you feel at home when you're not. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. Good afternoon, Ryan Tutel, Colton Juanas, 1029 ESPN Sports Center. Without football, do- with football dominating the news this past week, a pair of in-state female college standouts earned the weekly awards for the Big Sky Conference. Montana soccer standout back. Mackenzie Kilpatrick scored Montana's lone goal in a 1-0 victory over Cal Poly in the 80th minute over the weekend. Kilpatrick's first college goal lifted the Grizzlies to their first win of the season. Kilpatrick, who's just a sophomore, also led an effort that ended in a 1-1 tie at Wyoming. It was nearly a a win for UM as the Cowgirls scored on a penalty kick in the 90th minute to forge the tie. Montana is at San Francisco on Friday before wrapping up the non-conference slate at St. Mary's on Sunday. The Montana State volleyball team earned two victories at the Montana Farmers State Bank Invitational in Missoula over the weekend, led by senior outside hitter Evie Wilson. The Vancouver-Washington product led the Bobcats to a sweep of UTEP and forced that victory over Cal State Bakersfield to earn Big Sky Offensive Player of the Week. Uh, Wilson posted 25 kills and a 358 hit percentage for the weekend. MSU is on a three-match winning streak, which and they opened their 2019 home schedule Thursday at Seattle U. Former Montana and Montana State football coach Ty Gregorak will make his broadcasting debut Saturday for Root Sports. After 15 seasons in total between UM and Montana State, Gregorak will be the analyst when Eastern Washington takes on Idaho in Moscow. All right, time for one of our favorite segments, ESPN Roundtable. ESPN Roundtable uh, is uh, a long-form interview where we get to delve a little more deeply into uh, 
the world of sports with a particular subject and individual. And this week, it's Mick Morris, the Hellgate Knights football head coach. It is to tell Nuwan. It's great to be with you on a Wednesday afternoon. Hope you're well, whatever you're up to this evening. Incubus or otherwise, I uh, hope you're having a great day and a great evening ahead. We are broadca- broadcasting live from the Kurtz Polaris studios. Kurtz Polaris is at 2904 West Broadway in Missoula, Highway 83 in Sealy. And online at KurtzPolaris.com. 329-1899 is the phone number. All guests join us via the Rangich Brothers RV phone line. It is time for our ESPN Roundtable. It is presented by Paradise Falls. Paradise Falls is Missoula's coolest hot spot. And Mick Morris is the subject of this week's ESPN Roundtable. He's heading into his fourth season as the head coach for the Hellgate Knights. But his first season, Hellgate did not even have a varsity football team. They had to forfeit the season uh, due to a lack of players and a lack of participation. And we know the woes of uh, this Hellgate football team that went back decades of win, you know, one or two wins in the last 15 to 20 years of football at Hellgate. Well, they're already 2-0 and this season. They got their first win in a long, long time. Last year, backed it up with a second win, and this year already 2-0 and and off to a great start behind the outstanding quarterback and defensive play of Raleigh Wooster and the uh, head coaching of Mick Morris. So here you go, Mick Morris, on his life as the head coach of the Hellgate Knights. Well, happy to welcome in to the ESPN Roundtable, the head coach of the Hellgate Knights football team, Mick Morris. Coach Morris, thanks so much for being here. How are you? I'm doing well, guys. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. You bet. Well, you got to be doing pretty well. <laughs> first of all, it's Hawaiian Day, so here you are in your loafers on the first, like, actually cold day of the yeah. year. So ironic how that worked out. But also, your Hellgate Knights 2-0 and and two really pretty dominant wins to start the season. Yes, it is 2-0 and at this point. There was a uh, bye in the first week of the season. Drew the short straw on that. What did you think about that when you're like, I mean, is that is it nice to get like an extra week almost of fall camp out of it, or would you have preferred to have a bye later on in the year? Yeah, I wouldn't necessarily say it was a, a short straw. We were pretty happy with it, to be honest okay. with you. Okay, nice. Um, we were able to start a little bit later than other teams, gave our kids another weekend and stuff, and then, um, you know, we had looked kind of around different states and so on and so forth to maybe look for another game, um, but nothing really I didn't think fit us very well at the time, and so we just took it as a bye, and... Um, we're able to kind of take things a little bit slower, which was nice. That's an interesting fold because sometimes teams now do use the buy. It wasn't there wasn't used to not be a buy in Double A. Used to just play ten games and that was it. But some teams like to play a quarter lane or Salmon Idaho or whatever. Somebody close by. What made you decide that you wanted to take the buy though, and how do you think it helped you guys get prepared for the season? Yeah, I think the to be honest with you, you know, we didn't we wanted to look for a game that that we thought would would fit us well. In other words, we wanted to look for a game that you know would maybe be you know, skew towards us at maybe having some success, quite honestly. And uh, it was really hard to look for a team that a lot of teams wanted a, a home and a home. And since it's only a one-year buy for us, it was difficult to kind of find some schools. And then matching up, I know most of Idaho uh, played in that first week, and so we were kind of left with Washington, and we were kind of left with Canada, and we just didn't really find anybody in that position that would, would suit us very well. We talk so much about scheduling games at the college level. How does it work on the high school level? Your AD is calling their AD, or how does it work in terms of the scheduling? When you get a home-and-home, there's no money or anything exchanged, right? It's just kind of just a a return trip, right? Yeah, so we have a a two-year schedule that's kind of set up by our ADs, but, um, you know, there's schedules that have been set for the next 10 years by the the athletic directors. And then we, obviously, with Belgrade coming up and, and Gallatin, high school opening up next year, we had to kind of tweak a few things. And so we went back through last November, it was, 
and, and kind of came up with it. And the thought process, always, the double-A for, for a long time has always been a 10-game schedule, but we want to kind of modify that and uh, maybe not have as much football, so we changed it to a nine-game schedule. Um, and then obviously with a playoff game as well. So uh, with Bozeman 2 coming in, it kind of shifted some things from that end, and so we drew them. Uh, literally drew a name out of a hat, and we drew Bozeman too as our our first game, and so that obviously equated to a bye. Yeah, for those of you wondering, that's Gallatin, which is the new high school in Bozeman, which hasn't opened yet. So you will, it's a, since it's a two year schedule, they're going to be in business next year. So they're on the schedule this year, but they they turn out to be a bye for everybody that that would have yep. played them. So uh, that's kind of how it works with a, now a fifteen team double A. Uh, a group this year with the introduction of Belgrade in there, and then it'll be 16 next year when Gallatin gets on board. Uh, you're 2-0 to start the season, and really dominant 2-0, uh, uh, blasting Skyview Week 1 and and beating Big Sky soundly uh, last week as well in the first Crosstown game of the season. 2-0 is always good, especially in a really you know a short season like the high school season, but when you talk about it in the context of Hellgate, it is it's it's remarkable uh, in a lot of ways, and this is a and we'll get into kind of the history of it. But for this year, right now, with where you are, and you got homecoming coming up Friday against Flathead, who has had their struggles this season after going uh, to the state championship game a year ago. What is your outlook and your view about this team for this season, twenty nineteen? Yeah, we've had high expectations, quite honestly, kind of ending last year and, and coming into this year, and bring back a lot of starters and a lot of kids have had a lot of experience, and so. Uh, it's kind of gone how we've scripted it, to be honest with you. But um, obviously, we're very happy with how we've played. You know, like you said, they have been pretty two, two pretty dominant wins from that standpoint. Um, but we know Flathead's gonna gonna have a good team coming in, and you know, they those kids aren't very far removed from playing in a state championship game. And I can't imagine, you know, they're in a very happy with where they're at. So we're expecting a tough opponent on Friday. Last year when Hellgate got their first win in a very, very long time. I mean, it couldn't have been a bigger weight off everybody's shoulders, and you couldn't have had a bigger celebration if it was a state championship than than that game. And then you backed it up and won the next week again, and it was, you know, it was exciting, and, you, you know, it was the feel-good story of the year, honestly, in, in, in high school sports. What is the experience like now when you've gone to and a What is the reaction of the kids? Is it, it, it – I'm sure it's not nearly what it was last year, but is it still – so sort of new in a certain way that it's exciting or is there a certain level of expectation where it's like hey it's always great to win you're going to celebrate a win but this is what this is what we expect now at Hellgate yeah you know I think it's it's a combination of things I think the biggest thing is that these kids for the most part are seniors and we have a a senior class of 27 Um, they went undefeated against double-a competition when they were freshmen so they won and then a lot of them played JV and had a lot of success there and so I think last year for just this specific group of kids was kind of an outlier where they didn't have as much success. And so now they're to the point where, you know, they, they expect to be competitive and they expect to be good. I think that that expectation from, from the school and the community and the outlier is, is a, a bit of a surprise. But I really think to our kids it's, it's what they expect to happen. Mick Morris, head coach at Missoula Hellgate High School Football, joining us on the ESPN Roundtable presented by Paradise Falls. Mick Raleigh Wooster dominant in the Big Sky game. I think he had four touchdowns before Big Sky even got on the board. He threw a touchdown, ran for two more, had a pick six. You guys are up twenty-eight nothing, all behind Raleigh's scoring. This is a guy that landed on the statewide scene early you know, as a basketball prospect, committed to the Grizz. I think the summer after his freshman year. 
decommits this summer. I know he's weighing his football options as well, but he's blossomed into an outstanding football player as well. He's not just a combo guard. The kid can hit, the kid can throw, and he can score. What's it like coaching this kid, and, and how much has he helped in sort of the resurrection of your program? Yeah, I mean, obviously I think uh... – I don't know. I'm I'm of the opinion that you know I think he's he's the best football player in the state. Um, he's one of the best quarterbacks in the state. Uh, he's probably the best defensive player in the state. And when you combine everything that he does, um, I I don't think you're going to find anybody that that probably contributes as much to their team as he does to ours. I think in the first game he had 326 out of our 337 yards of offense, <laughs> and then. Uh, you know, we actually were able to give him a little bit more help. Our running back, you know, ended up he had about a buck twenty-five against Big Sky, so helped out quite a bit. But uh, yeah, he's phenomenal. That's how Coulter feels about our show every day. He's like, you know, if I could just get fifteen yards out of Tutel, it would be great. It would be great carrying the load for us. Yeah. Coulter, something people may not know about us, but we work at a company. Imagine that. We don't just broadcast from our bedrooms. I mean, I've wanted to work from home, but the studio is here, and we also do sales things, and we also have a marketing department, and we also have a general manager and a program director. We are a very integrated unit here. We even have office telephones. The only voicemail you have that's not full. That is a fact, and it's not full because Blackfoot gives me enough space to have it all. And Blackfoot has all the things that we use for our business to make it run functionally. In fact, did you know that today's phone solutions are changing the way businesses operate? To communicate more effectively with colleagues and customers, companies are turning to hosted voice. You know what they call hosted voice solutions? VoIP. What is VoIP? Well, they're the hosted voice solutions that keep up with the business demands. And Blackfoot has their own hosted voice solution, or VoIP. It's called Ergo. Sounds elegant. Ergo certainly is elegant. It's also secure, scalable, and state-of-the-art with 24-7 local account management and support. If you're interested in learning how Ergo can support your business needs, visit goblackfoot.com slash voice to learn more. One more time, it's visit goblackfoot.com backslash voice. Blackfoot takes care of us, Coulter, and it can take care of you. You know, an interesting arc for Raleigh already where he – you know, was on the scene so early as a basketball prospect and is such an uh, an outstanding basketball player. But, you know, as he, you know, gave a verbal commitment to the University of Montana and then, you know, I'm I'm sort of reading between the lines, but I think, you know, more and more offers start to come in and more and more people go, well, hey, man, like you, you're really good at a lot of things. It wouldn't just have to be basketball or wouldn't, you know, you, you could go, you know, other places and do whatever it is. And so when he's out there now, how much do you help him try and navigate through some of that stuff as a coach, both in terms of, you know, what sport do you love? What sport are you best at? Where's your highest ceiling? Where's the best place for you to go and all of that? Yeah, you know, I think both myself and, and Coach Hayes, from the basketball standpoint, talked to him quite a bit about what that looks like, obviously, at the next level. Um, he has a, a ton of offers that are well-known and some that aren't very well-known. And I think it's, you know, it's been a good process for him to kind of reevaluate that this summer and, and kind of approach it from, you know, what's best for him, uh, what's best for his family. Um, and I, I think that, you know, regardless of, what he chooses, I think it's a positive experience. And I told him this. I said, not many kids have an opportunity to play college sports. Uh, not very many kids have an opportunity to play Division One college sports. And, you know, hardly any kids have an option to play two different sports in, in Division One. And so that's pretty phenomenal to have that. And um, I think that, you know, the decision he comes to, and I, I expect it to be pretty soon here, but I think that decision will be what's best for him and what he feels most comfortable with. 
he's so physically mature. What else makes him such a good athlete? You know, I think he's very cerebral in, in, in how he goes about the game, and I think you see it on the basketball court and his decision-making, and he hardly, you know, he never makes a wrong decision, hardly hardly ever. And I think that's really translated to football as well. Um, and he, he sees things from a bigger picture and, and angles and those type of things that I think most kids just don't see and most coaches don't understand, and uh, he's just able to do it, and he's so coachable. You know, I can give him a, a football and say, hey, work on these three things over the weekend, and he comes back on Monday, and he's dialed in from that standpoint. And um, you know, I think what impresses me the most about him is is not only is he the best athlete around, but he also works the hardest. I mean, he works every night till 11 o'clock, and whether it's football, whether it's basketball, whether it's training, um, he's pretty phenomenal. I wish he would get uh, a little bit more cocky, quite honestly. <laughs> um, he's a very humble kid, and I, you know, I wish he would kind of, you know, be a little bit more arrogant. I think would help him out in some different situations. See, the rest of us got the cockiness down, but just not the skill sets. <laughs> yeah, I hear you there. Kind of an asymmetric deal. As a football coach especially, though, you got you know 20 other kids starting on your football team that aren't Raleigh Wooster. And yeah. he's the one who's, you know, everybody sees the box score and knows, you know, what they're looking at when they watch him. And his teammates, I'm, I'm sure, as well. But as a coach, navigating when you come talk to us, this is the guy that, you know, people want to talk to you about and so forth. But all these kids got to play. All, many of them are playing well and mm-hmm. all of them contributing. How do you kind of manage when you have a kid who is so talented, who everybody understands, you know, has has this, these prospects ahead of him, and yet you still got a team that you need to keep cohesive and together and and go win some games with? Yeah, I think, you know, I think it can be a challenge depending on the athlete. Quite honestly, with Raleigh, he's so humble about things, and he's such a good teammate that I don't at least anticipate a lot of issues from that. And I just tell our kids all the time, like, you're lucky to be able to play with a kid like this because, you know, and I, and I tell our coaches that you can go your whole life and not not be able to experience what it's like to play with somebody with that caliber or to coach somebody of that caliber. And then even, you know, I, I sometimes get mad at Raleigh when he's playing because you know, he'll roll out on a pass or something instead of just running it like he like he could. He, he'll, he'll try to fit it in there to his receivers. And uh, he does a really good job of, you know, of deflecting some of that praise onto his teammates. Tell us about some of those teammates. Who else has been some guys that have risen to leadership roles and been standouts for you guys so far this year? Yeah, uh, you know, Brandon Caldonado, who is a, a kind of a returning two-time All-State player. Um, he's been getting, you know, defensively had a, a two picks. He had a fumble recovery last week for a touchdown. Um, he's been getting a lot of double teams on offense, so he hasn't maybe caught the ball as much as he had in the past. Um, and then Ian Finch is a, is a sophomore kid that's going to have a very, very bright future. Um, he's already got three touchdowns. Um, we got a young sophomore running back, Jake Swetland, who really blossomed last week, had 130 yards rushing. And then I think, quite honestly, at least on the offensive side of the ball, our unsung heroes have been our offensive line, who has been incredibly improved over the past. Um, we got three seniors up front, um, Wes Salone and Dakota Friesen and Cade Faree, that have, that have you know, a lot of them have been starting for three years. And then we have two young sophomores and, and Tommy Nelson and Lane Cooney that are both about you know 6'5", about 230. They're going to be studs down the road. And they've really been big contributors on that side of the ball. And then, you know, Thomas Riley's another senior that's, that's you know, he's, I think he would have been a, a big-time prospect, quite honestly, but he had been hurt the last couple of years, and it's really the first year he's been healthy and he's had a good year. And then defensively, you know, I think it's, it's, it's been such a treat this year because Raleigh had 145 tackles last year um, out of that kind of hybrid safety position. And, you know, a lot of times he had those tackles because he was the only guy there. And so far this year, uh, he's not our leading tackler. A kid by the name of Ryan Wolstead is, who's a safety. 
um, who's been able to come downhill, and it hasn't all been on Raleigh's shoulders to do that. And I think that our defensive line has been phenomenal, and our linebackers are flying around, and our DBs who kind of – I've given them a bad rap the last couple of years of, of being soft have really stepped up and come downhill and been physical. Nick Morris joining us, the head coach of the Hellgate Knights football team on the ESPN Roundtable. Coach, let's talk a little bit about the history of Hellgate and your history in yeah. the game of football. Uh, you uh, coached at Conrad yep. and then spent some time in Idaho, Meridian, right? Uh, I was in Nampa. Oh, Nampa. Okay, well, come on now. Yeah, that's close. I mean, close. <laughs> they're close except for their rivals, and now I've, you know, I've stepped in it. Uh, so, stand. But what... What was it about, you know, playing for you where then you said, you know, I'd like to get into coaching and, and you've made, you know, you're, you're teaching social studies as well, uh, you know, at Hellgate and so forth, but where you're like, you know, this is, is a lot of time and a lot of, of uh, effort and sometimes some stress and all kinds of things to be a coach of a high school varsity team, especially a football team. What is it for you that, that, that you said, this is something that I want to do? You know, I've, I've, I've always loved athletics, obviously, since I was a little kid. It's been an important part of my life. Um, growing up with my with my father and 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 my brother and and going to those things and um, I understand and appreciate obviously the impact that it has on kids and that obviously I think it's as, plays as big of a role as almost anything in a, in a kid's life the ability to be a part of something the ability to be the ability to be a part of a team and the things that you learn from it and so um, when I was in college I just always had a passion for for athletics and I thought what well, you know what's the one way I can be around it the rest of my life I you know, I wasn't good enough in my own right to probably play as, as, as long as a lot of people. And so, I, you know, it's one of the ways to do that was to get involved in coaching. And so, you know, that was an easy transition because, you know, with teaching. And so that's kind of why I got into it, to be honest with you. How long did you live in Butte? I, well, I grew up there. So, so did you go to high school there? Yeah. Which high school did you go to? Butte High, of course. Okay, so you're a bulldog. <laughs> well, so... I have deep family ties in Butte, too, and anybody that knows the history of Butte knows that the history of Butte is incredibly rich across the board. But in terms of football and football coaching, I mean, it is the coaching cradle of Montana. You look at both yeah. Montana and Montana State, they've had so many guys that have come from certain coaching trees, and you know, guys like Jim Sweeney and Sonny Lubick and Sonny Holland and legends in the coaching business. Who are some of your influences from your Butte days in terms of uh, transitioning into the coaching world? Yeah, you know, I kind of grew up in a, in a time, obviously, that, that – you know, Butte was kind of at the tail end, and so I was a I was a ten years old when when Butte High won their last state championship in '91, and right. so you know, watching kids like Josh Paffhausen and that fly around on the football field, I don't think there was a kid in Butte that didn't want to grow up and be Paffer. Um, you know, and then we kind of went through a tough phase, quite honestly, when I was in high school mm-hmm. uh, coming up, and then um, Steve Schalte was a, started my sophomore year, and I thought brought brought along a, a really good coaching staff I was more of a defensive player and so you know the coaches that had a big impact on me was Brett Huntsman and Shane Henderson Brett was our our defense coordinator Shane was my DB coach and um, and Jim Conan and a lot of those guys on the defensive side of ball that came from kind of coaching at Tech and came down and um, you know and then over the years have, have gotten to know you know Mick Delaney and Mick Denny pretty well and stuff and so yeah I mean it's there's a lot of names that, that obviously through the history of Butte that have that have had success. Mick, when you decided to come be the head coach for Hellgate, uh, Hellgate was in a stretch that was as bad as it gets. I mean, the phase of Butte maybe is not comparable to yeah. the decade of not winning a football game and 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 really being blown out most for for the most part, which is 
you know, just got to be a demoralizing thing for the kids. And a lot of the kids came and worked hard, but then seemed like maybe resources and interest from, you know, the top down wasn't really there in the football program, even to the point where there was not a varsity football team uh, your first year, really, of, of yeah. being the coach. You knew all this. You understood what, you know, Hellgate football was or wasn't. What made you, first of all, want to take that job and 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 go to work and try and do that? And two, what made you believe that you could get to this point in really not that long of a stretch that you're already two and zero in what is your fourth season, but really only the third season of football being back at Hellgate? Yeah, you know, I I think uh, there was a few different factors. You know, one was, um, you know, I went to college in Missoula. I, I loved being in Missoula. My brother and sister were living here at the time, and so. That was the big thing is was the city of Missoula trying to get back to it. And then obviously um, when Hellgate opened up, um, being that, you know, they'd come off, I don't know, forfeit in three games. They were down to about 15 kids. Um, it looked it looked pretty dire. And so I, I did, did my homework. And um, Jeff Hayes, who's our basketball coach, was the athletic director at the time and reached out to him and talked to him about what's kind of going on and, you know, understood that there was going to be some, some major changes from administration, athletic director, um, he was in charge of that, and and so you know that was kind of the first. Step. Jeff was in charge of that, of like trying to find the people. Yeah, oh, yeah. Jeff hired me, so okay. Um, he was the athletic director at the time, and so you know him and I had a lot of conversations. And you know one of the things, quite honestly, I said early on is I I can't do this and be successful if you're not on board. Um, Hellgate's obviously always been traditionally a, a, a basketball school, and I think that you know traditionally there wasn't a lot of football players that had played ba- or a lot of basketball players that had played football. And so he said, you know, I've, I'm on board. I'm here to support you, not only as an athletic director, but obviously as a, as a basketball coach. And so that was, that was a big thing, quite honestly. And then, you know, talked with some of the MYF coaches about what, what Hellgate possibly had coming. Obviously, New Raleigh was coming. That obviously helped a lot of things. I mean, even as an eighth grader, we knew what he was talent, you know, his talent. And then um, uh, a gentleman by the name of Brian Salone. And, mm-hmm. um, who's, oh, we know BS yeah. around mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. Who's uh, love Brian who's on my staff now, but he was kind of the, the, the coach of the kids coming to Hellgate. And so I talked with him quite a bit and said, you know, there's a, there's a good group coming. And then you mix that with obviously the changes with the new principal, new vice principals, um, you know, kind of a commitment to football, which hadn't always been there at Hellgate. And um, obviously uh, I, I didn't know how it would go, but I think, you know, I wanted the challenge. I maybe the, the egotistical side of me wanted to see what you can do, right? You always want to challenge yourself and thought, you know, what the heck, let's give it a shot. So, yeah, so far it's, it's it's turned out pretty well. Shameless plug for Brian Salone and Nick Tabor and the boys down at Westpac. Well, they, they, Missoula, actually, Missoula Hellgate is having their first inaugural Hall of Fame induction yeah. on Saturday at Karis Park. You can go online, Missoula Hellgate website, get tickets. Um, but those guys are sponsoring an ad campaign for the Hall of Fame to get people out there. And I think that's really cool for them. Uh, but we've talked a lot with Brian about just the perils of Hellgate football and uh, and for other guys too, Zach Peavy, who played for the Grizz, and, and several people that have been involved in Hellgate football. And one thing you always heard was it was kind of this never-ending cycle. Hellgate doesn't have a winning football tradition, so how do you get kids to want to come out to play football if they know that not only are we going to maybe not have a team or likely be the definitive underdog in every game, but who wants to go get beat forty-five to nothing? No one, right? How did you guys? remedy that because you have to get the kids out to play to get back on track how did you guys do it you know I think the big thing obviously was just that kind of relationship side of things Um, one of my first goals obviously was to get as many teachers in our building coaching football that are seeing those kids on a daily basis and there was a lot of coaches that were at Hellgate at the time 
um, former coaches, former head coaches, so on and so forth, that were still working there but weren't involved with the program. And, you know, teachers, quite honestly, are kind of the lifeline of, of your program because they're in there every day. They're seeing the kids every day. And then obviously getting other coaches and other sports on board as well because we have great athletes at Hellgate traditionally. I mean, basketball's good and, you know, track's been good and soccer and cross country. And so it's not, it, you know, it wasn't that that the whole athletic program at Hellgate was bad. Football was quite honestly was the outlier. So you knew there was some potential there. And so, you know, we got a lot of people on board. Um, I think we have eight members of our staff are also teachers in our school we got a lot of former Hellgate alums like Zach Peavy was a part mm-hmm, of it and mm-hmm. Luke Bewley and Bob Shank and Ryan Hamilton and kids that had played at Hellgate and, and they're back coaching here now and that, that have a pride in Hellgate and want it to get it good. And then quite honestly, um, you know, having the support of the administration in terms of getting weightlifting classes and promoting it from that end. And it's, it's really been a total team effort. You know, guests, the Wingate by Wyndham is the Missoula Hotel that truly offers something for everybody. No doubt. It's conveniently located near the airport, easy for when your friends come to visit you. And you know, of course, my favorite, water slides. That's right. they got an awesome water park with a sweet water slide that's perfect for families, groups, and birthday parties. With the Wingate, they also have a terrific business travel rate, large meeting spaces for you and your clients, and one of the best rewards programs you'll find anywhere. Talk to me about breakfast. They're not messing around with the Continental. They got the full breakfast spread, man. That's what I'm talking about. I need that. They got you covered there as well. Just down the road from the Missoula Airport, the location is quiet and convenient. The parking is ample and free, and the staff genuinely cares about taking care of their guests. The Wingate is at 5252 Airway Boulevard. You can also call. Very simple, easily memorizable number, 541-8000. That's 541-8000. The best hotel at the best spot for a hotel near the airport. Let the Wingate by Wyndham in Missoula make you feel at home, even when you're not. When you look to the future here, both this season and and uh, you know down the road, what do you see for Hellgate football? And you're in a good spot right now. The schedule's going to just get harder from from here as you go through the year. But what are your what are what are your aspirations for 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 the team and for the school? You know, I mean, I don't. You know, we kind of had three 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 goals this season. Quite honestly, one was to win a city championship, and we're halfway there. Um, one was to host a playoff game, so that means we're a, a top four seed in the in the West. And then, you know, our, our last goal was to win a playoff game, which hasn't been done since '94. And so those were our three goals. I think, you know, we're at where we want to be right now. We're we're halfway to that city championship. Obviously, uh, we got Sentinel left, and they're undefeated, tough team traditionally. And obviously, we have a lot of the blue bloods left: the, the Helena Highs and the Helena Capitals. And, and Butte's got a solid team this year, and Glacier and Flathead. So. We know it's going to be a heck of a challenge going forward. We like where we're at. Um, kind of moving down the road, I, you know, I think it's it's going to be a challenge, I think. Uh, you know, we have a really good senior class, and, and they've done a good job of kind of putting Hellgate back on the map, so it's really going to fall to those younger kids and, and what they want to do. And, and, you know, football's a declining enrollment around everywhere, and I think it's just going to be a, it's going to be a battle, but I think we're in a, a much better place to tackle it than we had been in the past. You mentioned that 1994 season. There's a great article in the Missoulian last yeah. week by Kyle Hansen about uh, when Big Sky played Hellgate 25 years ago in the state championship. I think that was the last time a Missoula schools played in the state championship, the last time a Missoula schools won a state championship. It's crazy to think about considering the epicenter of football that Missoula is with the Grizz and all the success they've had in that 25-year span. But I know that, I mean, your kids were not even alive when yeah. that was happening. But but do, do, do you find any element of faith in that being that it has been done before do you guys ever look to the past and say hey it's not impossible at Hellgate yeah I think so and I you know I it's one of those things that I don't 
with with how much Missoula supports the Grizz and how much they're kind of crazy about Grizz football, it, I've always found it interesting that it hasn't really translated to high school. And right. I don't, I don't know the. I wish I had an answer to you. I, I think part of it is is that the three Missoula high schools are, are the three smallest schools in the state. Um, but that obviously there's there's schools like Helena Capital that are small and Butte that are small that have won state championships and. Um, I don't know exactly why that's the case, but I, I, I do know that there's been a lot of talent that's come through Missoula in the last couple of years. And, you know, I don't know, four or five years ago, Big Sky made a made a semifinal game. Sentinel made a semifinal game. And um, you never know. I, I think that it, that it is turning a little bit. Um, and it's becoming, you know, to the point where, you know, you don't really necessarily know who's going to be great every year. Back, you know, in the late, late 90s and early 2000s, you know, you knew it was going to be Capital. You knew it was going to be West. You knew it was going to be CMR. You knew it was going to be those schools, and you look recently, you have Glacier and Billing Sr., who traditionally wasn't very good, and Coach Murdoch comes in and has really turned that program around. You look at CMR, they're not where they used to be, and and, and Capitals, obviously, they have a heck, of a heck of a team this year, but I think there's a lot more parity, and so I think there's, there's definitely some more hope for us out there. Well, Mick, I'll tell you what, we certainly appreciate you coming in, being a part of this, and uh, congratulations already on what you've accomplished and, and the way you've turned that program around, and not just you, I know, with the kids and the you know, coaches, administrators, teachers, all of that, but uh, it's it's fantastic to have Hellgate back, have them be uh, not just competing, but winning uh, football games, and we wish you the absolute best the rest of this season and going forward. Hey, thanks, guys. I appreciate it. There you go. Mick Morris, the subject of this week's ESPN Roundtable. Certainly appreciate his time and uh, and great stuff from him. Just kind of getting a, a better picture of kind of all that's gone into uh, turning the program around there at Hellgate. And again, homecoming this Friday for the Hellgate Knights against Kalispell Flathead. The ESPN Roundtable is presented by Paradise Falls. Paradise Falls is at 3621 Brook Street in Missoula. It's there on the south end of town near the intersection of uh, South Reserve and Brooks. Great spot. It's been there for a long, long time. You know where Paradise Falls is, but if you haven't been in or if you haven't been in a while, you might be ready for a new visit. They've updated their menu. They got 18 rotating beer tap handles, 30 televisions, all with ESPN3 capabilities. So if you're into uh, maybe some smaller time football, maybe some national FCS stuff that you can't get everywhere, they can get it for you there. You can watch on the screens. Inside multiple rooms, there's a gazebo with glass so you can look outside. And for those nice fall days, you get the last rays of sun. They even have a patio you can sit out on as well. Paradise Falls is online at paradisefallsmissoula.com. Again, 3621 Brook Street, Paradise Falls is Missoula's coolest hot spot. We'll come back, wrap up the show, get ourselves ready for some music next. Colt, there's something people may not know about us, but we work at a company. Imagine that. We don't just broadcast from our bedrooms. I mean, I've wanted to work from home, but the studio is here, and we also do sales things, and we also have a marketing department, and we also have a general manager and a program director. We are a very integrated unit here. We even have office telephones. The only voicemail you have that's not full. That is a fact, and it's not full because Blackfoot gives me enough space to have it all. And Blackfoot has all the things that we use for our business to make it run functionally. In fact, did you know that today's phone solutions are changing the way businesses operate? To communicate more effectively with colleagues and customers, companies are turning to hosted voice. You know what they call hosted voice solutions? VoIP. What is VoIP? Well, they're the hosted voice solutions that keep up with the business demands. And Blackfoot has their own hosted voice solution, or VoIP. It's called 
Ergo. Sounds elegant. Ergo certainly is elegant. It's also secure, scalable, and state-of-the-art with 24-7 local account management and support. If you're interested in learning how Ergo can support your business needs, visit goblackfoot.com voice to learn more. One more time, it's visit goblackfoot.com backslash voice. Blackfoot takes care of us, Coulter, and it can take care of you. To tell in nuance on 102.9 ESPN Radio for Missoula. Yes, it is a very good day. It is to tell in nuance, 102.9 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television High. How are you? Broadcasting live from the Kurtz Polaris Studios. Kurtz Polaris at 2904 West Broadway in Missoula, Highway 83 in Sealy. Online at KurtzPolaris.com. If you missed anything in the show, you can listen on the podcast. The podcast available on all your favorite podcasting platforms. And it is there thanks to the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel. Speaking of the podcast, I want to tune you into a couple of things here. We are now on Instagram. Lord have mercy. At 1029 ESPN. The Instagram handle, handle at 1029ESPN. We'll be posting some pictures there, get you some stories. I understand they're telling stories on Instagram now, so we'll see what we can do on that. As always, at 1029ESPN, at Skyline Sports MT, and at Gus Tutel on Twitter. And also, uh, we're going to be doing quite a bit of stuff on the podcast side of thing here coming up soon. So I want you to uh, kind of pay attention to that. We're going to have some more content, additional stuff going up. Uh, on the podcast, so uh, we want to get you as much as we can get you, you know. So uh, we'll uh, just 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 want to dangle that out there in front of you for you to get ready uh, for you to listen to. Hey, I had a a friend of mine text me, and we were talking off the top of the show about who is this week bigger for Montana or Montana State in terms of the fourth and final week and sort of the extra week of non-conference football. And in the case of Montana, Montana State playing two teams that they are uh, overwhelming favorites against. And, uh, and games that they're expected to win and win pretty handily. Um, and Coulter and I both maintain that, that Montana State, this is more important for them. One, because they have a, a freshman quarterback who's going to be making his fourth ever start and just needs to get the reps, and so this benefits him or presumably could benefit uh, Casey Bauman from Montana State. And also because of the injuries that Montana State has uh had to deal with and is dealing with, uh, especially Munchie Filer, Isaiah Fonse, and, and Troy Anderson uh, being limited. Uh, but uh, the text I got, you know, we, Monta- Montana never talks about the injuries that they have. And so you never know what kids are going through, what they're dealing with, what they're, you know, and, and how much this week might actually benefit Montana from the injury standpoint as well. And I think that point is very well taken. Um, Montana State's injuries are far more obvious because they're two, two top players, RB1 and cornerback one, and because those guys are out. That said, you take a guy like Jesse Sims, I thought all, for all the world, like Jesse Sims was going to be out for some time when he was injured and went down week one, did not return in that game. And we have no idea what he's fighting through or might be fighting through in his you know, upper arm shoulder area uh, from, from, from that. Now, he's played great the last two games. and he doesn't because, But because he doesn't seem to be suffering any ill effects when you watch him play on Saturday, certainly doesn't mean... But maybe he, he, he isn't some, in some pain. And there's no question that there's plenty of guys who have been, you know, hurt, injured, bruised, twisted ankle, whatever it is, and that a week like this can benefit everybody. And I, uh, I think that Montana certainly will benefit from, from that aspect of this as well. Um, but you combine the fact that it's hard to cover up a guy when he's, in fact, not suited for the game and is out of it 
which Montana State has more of than does Montana, and also the fact that it's not like Montana State gets on the mountaintop and starts announcing this stuff, but, uh, I mean, it's Fort Knox when you're talking about injuries at the University of Montana, right? Do not talk about injuries, period, end of story, uh, from Bobby Houck, and that is the directive for the entire rest of the staff, the kids, and all the way around. So understand that, and uh, here's the deal. It's a great week for both teams as far as I'm concerned. This is a big, big week to get better and to uh, and get the ball rolling, get the momentum going, headed into a conference play uh, a week from Saturday. All right, boys and girls, there you go. Yes. You've chosen wisely in the back. Incubus, Kettlehouse Amphitheater. I'm told there's still tickets to this, which I find asinine. That might not be true. I don't know. But if that is, you should go. This is going to be a great show. Can't wait for it. Boys and girls, enjoy your evening wherever you are, whatever you're up to. If you're going to be out there in Bonner with me, can't wait to see you there. Can't wait to see the show. It's going to be a great time. Have a wonderful evening. Whether you're traveling to Missoula for business, a family visit, or to watch the Grizz game, the Wingate wants to be your home away from home. Call the Wingate to find out how we can take care of your next trip to Missoula. From conference rooms to great complimentary breakfast to an indoor water park, we have what you need and what you want when traveling. The Wingate of Missoula is a proud supporter of Grizzly and Lady Grizz athletics, and we look forward to making you feel at home when you're not. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia. When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.